You may not know that voice, but that voice is Billy Graham, which we lost not too long ago. And he's just such a, just an amazing man of God that we had the privilege of being around and seeing in his ministry. Uh, even people that never even knew who Jesus was knew who Billy Graham was. And God gave him such an amazing platform. And, and uh, it's pretty powerful to see what he did and what God did uh, with a life that was truly just surrendered to him. And you think about that in your own life. Imagine what God could do in your life if you were simply completely 100% surrendered to him. Uh, well, I'm excited to be able to share a message with you today. Uh, and the title of the message is called Ain't No Grave. Can you, can you see it? Can you see it? In other words, if I, if Jesus came out of the grave, then that means I get to come out of that grave too. That's an important, that's an important, uh, reality that some of us are not fully experiencing. We're not fully experiencing that in our life, and I want to get to that in just a moment. But recently, not too long ago, I had the opportunity to to meet someone, a giant, I would say, of the faith uh, that's doing amazing work uh, for God. And he he pastors a church. His name is Pastor Chris Hodges. He pastors a church in in, in Alabama, in Birmingham, Alabama. It's a, it's a fast-growing church. It's a focused church. I mean, they are doing amazing work for the kingdom of God. And, and I had an honor of being able to meet him not too long ago. It was really cool. I got an hour with the guy. I mean, I got to sit and talk. I shared just like, I asked all kinds of questions. I talked about ministry. I talked about my life. I talked about, it was just one of those powerful moments. See, I even got a picture. I mean, it's just a big deal. Look at that. I mean, it's just cool. And, and that office is the office of someone else, but, but it was just really neat to be kind of whisked back into the, 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 the back room, you know, to go to the secret place that no one gets to go, you know, and, and sit down and have this conversation with Pastor Chris Hodges. It was amazing. It was just, it was, it was one of those moments, you know, like when you're like, you know, you think about people you want to meet people you want to get to know, people you want to ask questions to. That's what it was like for me. And I get that I'm kind of a nerdy, theological, biblical guy, and so like meeting a pastor is kind of geeky for me. But I don't know what that would be like for you. But the thing that I figured out, though, in all of this is that this adage is true. And that is, it's not what you know, (laughs) it's who you know. Haven't you heard that before? Is that that, that it's not just what you know, but but it really is about who you know. Because, see, one of the reasons that I got to meet Pastor Chris Hodges was because I knew somebody. It wasn't because I know a bunch of stuff. It was that I knew somebody, and that somebody knew somebody kind of thing, you know, and that person knew the person, and they got me access to the person. And so who you know really does matter. You know what I mean? It just really does. Who you know really does matter. Like, like if you think about in your life, you know, I mean, maybe you know somebody that can get you great tickets to see the Cardinals play, you know? Maybe they even have tickets to like sit in the green seats. Come on. I love the green seats. Never been there. You want to take me, I'm in. The green seats, you know, maybe, maybe you, maybe you have somebody that can get you good tickets to the blues. Come on, go blues, right? Woo! Yeah. They won last night. It's so cool. It was fun to watch, but, but maybe you have tickets or maybe you have somebody that can get you backstage or maybe you can get close to the players and you can get a, you can get an autograph from the players or, or maybe you can drive the Zamboni or skate on the ice or, you know, or maybe run the bases at Bush Stadium. I don't know, but, but you know what I'm getting at is that, that when you know somebody, you might get access to something that you didn't have access to before. Is that starting to make sense? 
And so, so maybe it's entertainment. Maybe it's a job. You know, like jobs are kind of that way. If you know somebody, they'll get you in the door. And that'll actually be the thing that, that might take you to the place that you want to go. And so, so we get that. We understand what that is like. But see, the thing about it is, is that that principle, that principle in the physical is true also in the spiritual. Like it's true in the spiritual as well. And, 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 and so here's, here's what I'm saying is it's not just good enough that you know about Easter. That you know the story. Maybe you've been told the story all your life. It's not so much about what you know. It's about who you know. Because see, the who of the story is the reason we're here. The who is the one that beat death and sin so that you could be free. Like, th that's important. It's not, it's not good enough just to know something. You've got to know someone, and that someone is Jesus. That's why we're here. That's why we're even here today, is to, to lift up the name of the who. The who that, that, that we all need to know, and his name is Jesus. At Easter, that's, that's why we're all here. It's, it's, it's not okay just to know about him, but we really need to know who he is. And this is the thing I figured out, is that if I know who, if I know Jesus, like really know him, like I've accepted him into my life, everything that's Jesus, Jesus's, huh? everything that is Jesus's is mine now. Think about that. Everything that, that he has is now given to me because, because, because of what he's done on my behalf. And that's true in all areas of our life, but, but in particular, it's true of death. That Jesus beat death. And so, so the point I'm trying to make is that his resurrection, his resurrection can be mine as well. That his resurrection can actually be mine. That I can, I can receive that into my life. The implications of that, my friends, are massive. If you think about it, and I know some of us are like, we're, we're listening to that song and, and there's a part of us that maybe gets excited. Maybe we even tap our toe because it reminds us of country music. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, here's the thing. is that It's not just about that you know it or that you can sing the song or that you've done this. or you've done, No, 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 no. It's that when that song comes on, is there something in you that goes, ooh. There's something in you that gets excited about the fact that there was somebody that paid the price for you so that you could be free, so that you could experience all the things that Jesus wants you to experience. Because see, when you take on his resurrection, you get everything that comes with it. That's the good news. That's why we all have to tune into this because God wants us to see it. Let me read this to you. The, the, you might be wondering, well, how does that work? How do I, how, how, how does that work? Well, 2 Corinthians 5.21, the message, listen to this. How, isn't that good? How, how, you ask? That's a great question. It says, look, 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 it's very simple. In Christ, that's it, full stop, period. In Christ. That's it. Like you want to know the answer. It's in Christ. And then he elaborates if you don't get it. If you haven't got it yet, he elaborates a little bit. 
And Paul says, God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong. Because see, Jesus was perfect. So we could be made right with God. That's beautiful. <laughs> Friends, that's something to shout about. That's something to get excited about. Woohoo! Yeah! You know? It's something to, to, to maybe lose your mind a little bit about, you know? Jump up and down a little bit. And some of you are like, I don't jump, Pastor. I don't jump. Hey, I get it. I understand that that's hard for you. I get it. Now, if you have a knee problem, I get it. But if you don't have a knee problem, then you can jump. The answer is, the question here isn't whether you can or you can't. It's you won't. I'll let that sit out there for Jesus. <laughs> Ephesians 2.18, listen to this. When we're talking about the knowing, the how, and all of that, he treated us as equals. Guys, think about that. Equals. With the Son of God, equals. And so made us equals through Him. We both share the same Spirit and have equal access to the Father. Please don't sell yourself short. Please don't sell the resurrection of Jesus Christ short in your life. Because everything that Jesus has can be yours. That's the good news, that the resurrection can be yours as well. See, it's, it's just not enough to know stuff. It's just not enough. What we have to do is we have to know the who. We have to know the who behind it. We have to know Jesus, our risen Savior. Because see, by knowing Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus becomes my resurrection. His resurrection can also become yours as well. You starting to get it? I just keep saying it over and over. You're, you're getting it. You're getting it. I know. And you're like, Pastor, I'm getting it. I, I get it. I know you're getting it. But by the end, you're going to really get it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Because see, Jesus' resurrection means my resurrection is possible. That my resurrection is possible. And, and what we do is we only see it in the future. We don't think about it in the past. We don't think about it in the present. We don't think about the implications reaching all the way back and all the way forward and landing in the middle. We don't think about it in that way because we're always just so focused on what we're focused on and we don't see it. And God wants you to see it today. I believe today that, that if you could get anything out of this is that the implications of his resurrection in your life is total. Your entire story, your entire history, your entire present right now reality, the future that's coming, it all is a part of it. And my friends, that's good news. That's something that we have to understand. Listen to this in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Listen to this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Anyone who belongs to Christ. If you claim the name of Jesus, it says that you've become a new person. The old life has gone and the new life has begun. Isn't that good? I love this quote by Ravi Zacharias. He says, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. See, we didn't even know we were dead. Like, we don't even know that. We're walking around dead. We were the first walking dead. We didn't even, they, there wasn't even a show out before. It's like you were it. 
And Jesus knew that in your sin, in your transgressions, that you were dead. And that God came, Jesus came to get you out of that mess. To help you get free. That's what he wants. That's what he wants to help you get free. The old is gone and the new has come. It's like in baptism. If you've ever seen a baptism, maybe, maybe they get in the, the, the pool or maybe they get in a, 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 a tub or something, you know, or a, a cattle trough. I don't know. What, whatever they're in and it's full of water. And what happens is you take that person and, and you put them under the water, right? And then you pull them back up. And if they're really bad sinners, you hold them under there a while. You hold them there because you, you got to help them, get them clean. You got to wash them off. And you pull them out. And you know what that imagery is? That, that imagery? It's, it's I, am, I am taking on the death of Christ. In other words, my flesh is dying. Get it? Get it? And then as I come up out of the water, the new is coming into the world. So I am not just receiving the death of Jesus, but I am also receiving the resurrection of Jesus in my life. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what it is. Hey, we have a baptism service next week. If you haven't done that, you need to do it. If you get saved today, if you give your life to Christ today, we want to help you in that. If you've been a believer for a while and you've never been baptized, well, what in the world are you waiting on? Because I've found that sometimes it's done things. You know, it's like, well, it just didn't fit right. Or it didn't, you know, my mama couldn't come. Hey, I'll take a picture. <laughs> get it done. Get it done. Get, get in there and see, experience that in your life. That death to life, death to life. Now, here's the thing. The resurrection has implications for my past. Because, see, when I can close the door on my past, guess what? I can embrace the future that God has for me. Because how often... As you start walking, as you say yes to the Lord, maybe you've said yes to Jesus and you start walking and you're moving towards God, that the past gets brought up. That the enemy comes into your life and says, hey, did you, did, you know, you're really kind of a worm. You've done a lot of bad things, right? Some of the things you did. Sometimes it's things other people did. But whatever it is, these things start getting thrown at you and it hijacks your journey. And what you've got to get, you've got to understand is that God wants to heal the back stuff so that he can help you embrace the stuff that's coming. Because you won't be able to take hold of it if you don't let go of what's behind you. Yeah? Because if you don't let go of it, you can't grab what's new. And so it's so important you see that the past has to get behind you. And so I ask you the question, what is that thing in your life that's holding you back? What memory, what memory of what happened is holding you back? What, what behavior, what, what thing is holding you back right now? I think about my own story, and I've got lots of stories. Um, I've got lots of stories of how Jesus has worked in my life, because I, I was a mess when he found me. I was a mess. And, and, and one of the things I, I remembered was, was I used to think I'm not very smart. You know, I didn't do very good on tests. And, and so I take tests and I wasn't very good and I couldn't read very well and I, I couldn't comprehend. And, and you know, I, I just had struggles. And, you know, and they would take me and they would put me places and they'd be like, well, you need to go over here in the corner or you need to go in this class because this class will help you, Right. And what started to happen is I started to believe that I didn't have any capacity. 
I started to think, you know, maybe I am not smart. And if I told you my ACT, you'd be like, how in the world is this guy even on the stage? There's hope for you. In Jesus' name, college student. There's hope for you. I promise you, there's hope. But God takes this kid and he starts to get me to believe that maybe, just maybe, the God who created the universe has the ability to do something about my reading, to do something about my inability to spell, thank you, computers, in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah. I didn't grow up with the typewriters, you know. They would mess you up. I, wouldn't have, I would have not passed through school, I guarantee it. But you get my point. Is that God took me and he started to get me to believe again that maybe just maybe the faith I had in a God who could do anything could do something in me. That that past story had to be shut up so that I could do what God wanted me to do. And it's the craziest thing in the world that I'm a preacher. You know what I do all day? I read stuff. I study. I write things. Like it's like, why would you do that, Lord? I'm not good at that. And God says, I'll take the weakness in you. I'll take the, the ashes in you. And I'll do something mighty for God. And some of you need that today because your past is whooping you right now. Second Corinthians says this in 514. Listen, listen. Since we believe that Jesus died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. That's the past. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life, you're not receiving your life, you're receiving his new life, will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised. For, for who? For you. For them. Christ has come for you. Imagine, imagine getting free in your life. Imagine that thing not holding you down. Imagine getting free from fear today. Fear really messes people up. Because see, fear is a liar. Maybe you heard it. Fear is a liar. It's a tyrant. It's trying to get you to do things or not do things, is a better way to say that, that God wants you to do. You're unwilling to step into the future because of the fear that you have in your heart. See, fear, fear says run. And when I have a faith says, stand right there. Huh? It says, stand right there. And you face that giant. You face that thing that's staring you down. And you walk towards it. Why? Because you're good. Because you're strong. Because you're powerful. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's because he is powerful. He is good. And he has the ability to help you in those situations. Listen to this. First John 4.18 says, such love has no fear. Because perfect love expels, look at that, expels all fear. If we are afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Isn't that crazy? The Bible says if you'll experience his perfect love, that fear has to run, not you. Fear has to run, not you. The other thing I hope is that in our, in our culture, I see this a lot, is that I, I imagine people getting free of shame. I don't know if you struggle with shame today. I don't know if you, 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 you wrestle with that in your life. But you know what shame is? I'll give you a definition. It's, just, it's pretty simple. Is that it's, it's a deep sense that you are unacceptable. It's a deep sense that you're unacceptable because of something you did or because of something someone did to you 
or something that's associated with you. And what happens is you take on this identity and that identity starts to convince you that you absolutely are unacceptable in any context. That's messed up, isn't it? The problem is, is that many of us live in that place and we don't even know it. That there are places in our life that we hide, places that we're scared, places that we don't want anybody to find out about. And, and, and there's just a part of us that we can't move past the shame. And the shame is the very thing that's killing us. It's holding us back. It's keeping us from the thing that God wants for us. Listen to this. This is in Psalm 34, 5. Here are some promises for you if you struggle with shame. Psalm 34, 5 says, Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. Look at this. No shadow of shame will darken their face. Come on. That's a promise to you. That when you see the face of God, when you invite Jesus into your life, that this stuff has to flee. And then look at this in Isaiah 61, 7. If you, if you struggle with this, memorize this verse. It is a game changer. Listen to this. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. Look at that. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. Huh? That's a game changer. God says you're in a hole. I'm not only going to get you out of the hole, I'm going to double it. Whoo! His resurrection can be mine. This can be true in my life. The past has to be shut in order for me to embrace what he has for me. Number two, number two, the resurrection of Jesus gives me power for today. He helps me deal with the past, but he helps me also in today. Like right now, like now, like when? Now, that's present, now. Like you walk out the door, now. He's with you now, present fully in your life. Listen to this in Philippians 3.10. I, I want you to know Christ. And look at this word, experience. Get that. I want you to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. He doesn't say, hey, you know what? I just want you to know that the resurrection is true. I want you to know all the ins and outs. I want you to know that the resurrection is true. No, 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 no. He says, I want you to experience, right? I want you to experience the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Guys, that's a game changer. That when you experience that in your life, you look at shame and say, get out. You look at fear and say, come on, I got you. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't allow those things to stand in your way of the future and the presence that God has for you. The power of God is in you. John 10, 10 says this, the thief comes, right, to steal to kill and destroy. And that's what he's doing when he brings fear and shame and bitterness and unforgiveness into your life. He's trying to destroy you. But Jesus says, I've come to give them life that they may have it more abundantly. If you're not living an abundant life today, you can. The Bible says you can. The question is, are you willing to walk towards it? Listen to this in Romans 14, 17. I'm giving you the goods today, guys. Stay with me. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat and drink, but look at this, but of living a life of goodness, 
peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Abundant peace, abundant joy, complete victory. See, that's the good news. The reason Jesus went to the cross was to get you out of the pit, to get you out of the prison, to get you out of the hole, so that you might be able to take hold of the palace that he has for you, that he has that for you, and that palace has peace and joy and freedom. He can break off addiction. He can break off the things that hold you back. God is more than able to come into your situation that might you might have sickness, and he can heal it because he has the power of life and death. He does. That's the good news. And so it's about the who, not the what. Not the, not the, the, whatever the other thing is. <laughs> it's about the who. It's about saying yes to the who. It's about saying, I, I need you, God. I need you, Jesus, in my life because I can't do it. See, see, this is what happens at Easter, and I love you. I love that you're here. If you're a guest, I love you, and I'm so glad you're here. But sometimes what we do is we think knowing the right things are going to set us free. And see, religion is all about that. Religion is all about doing something to get God to do something for you. It's, 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 it's about doing this thing, and when you do that thing, somehow that makes you good. Wrong is what the Bible says. The only thing that makes you right is His righteousness. That's it. And that is a free gift to you. And it is a relationship that you can enter into that has no strings attached other than he wants all of you. And he wants to give it everything he has because he wants you to have peace, joy, victory. Listen to this in Acts 1.8. You shall receive power. That's that dunamis power. That's where we get TNT, okay? TNT, dynamite, power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's the kind of power I need. That's the kind of power. When you wake up in the morning and you think you can't face the day, what do you say? I've got the power. I've got the power. I can face this. I can face this. I'm scared. God says, come on, let's go. Yeah. Come on, get up. Let's go. I'm with you. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be scared. You're not what those people say you are. You can get up. Yeah. Thank you, God, for that. All right. All right. Last one. I'm almost done. Number three, the resurrection of Jesus secures my eternity. It secures my eternity. And so when I take on the resurrection of Jesus, it, it, it releases this salvation and this future into my life that I didn't have before. Listen to this in John 16, John 16, 25. Therefore, you now have sorrow. You experience sorrow right now? So, I mean, hard things. Life is hard. So I'm not just, I'm not just blowing smoke here. I'm not just saying that, hey, everything's going to be rosy. Uh -uh. All I'm saying is that Jesus will be with you. That's what he says. The power of God will be with you. That's how you stand victorious. Not that hard things won't happen. Because Jesus very clearly tells us that sorrow will come. Hard things will happen. And then he says, he says, therefore, you have sorrow now, but, but, but I will see you again. <laughs> I will see you again. And your heart will rejoice. And your joy no one will take from you. It's the hope of heaven. It's the hope of someday being with God in eternity. 
that all the pain, all the suffering, all the challenges that we face, all the circumstances that seem to knock us down, is someday we get to go there with Him and that's where the hope is. That the hope of Jesus is that someday I get to be with Him. It secures my eternity. And then I want to read this to you and I'm almost done. 1 Peter 1, 3-5. Listen to this. It's by His great mercy. It's not by your works. It's not by how cool you are or how pretty you dress or whether you look nice or not. None of that. Whether you have a nice job, nice house, nice car, none of it, none of it, none of it. It says by, by His mercy. It's by His mercy that we have been born again. Now you may be wondering what that means. If you're here today and you don't know what that means, I just want to tell you what it is. It's very simple. It's going under the water. Yeah? It's the dying to myself. And it's the accepting of the resurrection of Jesus. It's saying, yes, Jesus, I want that. I, I need that in my life. I, 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 that's what I need. That's, that's, it. that's it. When that happens, the Bible says that you become born again. Get that. You're, you're dead in the water. You're coming out of the water. The symbol making sense. And so born again simply means to, to give that to God, to accept what he's done for you. See, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Look at this. Now we live with great expectations. <laughs> That'll make you want to dance, doesn't it? You live with great expectations. You're like, woo, woo. None of you do that, do you? This excitement that this isn't the end. That whatever I face, whatever the future holds, that it's not the end. That the expectations that I have in my heart come from Jesus. They're delivered to me from Jesus and they're secured by Jesus. Verse 4, look at this. And we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change or decay. Then look at this. It's through your faith. Remember the faith thing? You have to say yes to it. You have to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. But then watch this. This is the best part. Look at this. God is protecting you by his power. Until you receive this salvation, which is, which is ready to be revealed on the last day to all who want to see it. Look at this. Look at that. It's protected. It's protected by his power. <laughs> not your power. Not by anybody. Not the federal government's power. But by Jesus' power. Let me give you an illustration. I had a big mouth when I was a kid. It's true. Can you believe it? I had a big mouth. And I would run it because I figured out that's how I could hurt people. I could defend myself because I'm not a big, big guy, but I could mess you up with my words. I could. I was quick. And I would, and I would always, you know, I was, I was always the one getting people in trouble. Not getting myself in trouble, but other people in trouble. <laughs> but what, what, here it is. I always made sure I had big friends. <laughs> I'm just saying because I would run my mouth. And then somebody bigger than me would want to whoop my rear end. I don't like to fight. I don't like getting hit in the face. Some of you do. I don't enjoy it. That may be your thing. But I always made sure that I had big friends. And that's still true in my day. So come at me. You find out. 
but, 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 but here's the point I'm getting at, is that you're standing before the world, and right behind you, right behind you, is Jesus. It says his power is protecting you. Get that. In whatever situation or circumstance you're in, he's right behind you. And everything is like, I ain't, nope, mm-mm. I'm not going there. Why? Because of who Jesus is. He's the one protecting you. He's the one helping you. He's the one standing behind you, uh, to your side, in front of you, around you. He's got you covered. And so when you receive the resurrection of Jesus, you get to experience everything that he has for you. See, you can have him today whether you know it or not. Not sure if you've decided that in your life. Some of you today, you need to just simply remember that and embrace it and move out and say, yes, I trust you, Lord. I'm with you. The power is in my life. Some of you don't have it yet. And there's a reason you're here today. And it's not by mistake. It's not by accident because Jesus Christ loves you and he has a plan for your life. And so who you know is definitely more important than what you know. And so my heart for you today is that you get to know him. I promise that that he's going to change everything for the better. That, that this abundant joy that he wants, that you want, he's going to give it to you. The abundant peace, he's going to give it to you. The complete victory, it's yours. It's yours today if you want it. That's why it's good news. That's why it's good news. That's what the message is. And so whatever message you've heard that's different than that, you just put that aside. Just put that aside for a second. God's not mad at you. He loves you. He sent his son for you because he loved you that much. Jesus gave out. He gave up everything. He gave up heaven. He gave up the very presence of God to come for you. It's powerful. And so as you look at the cross or as you think about the cross or if you you see pictures of the cross, just know that that was for you. Just know that. And that three days later, Easter today, we get to celebrate the victory that comes because of it. Would you pray with me? With heads bowed and eyes closed, I just, I just want to give you an opportunity to respond to the gospel. The Bible says you can be born again. The Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is who he says he is, he will come in And he will save you. He will forgive you. He will empower you and give you the peace, the joy, and the victory that you want. And so today, before we leave, I felt like it was appropriate to give you that opportunity. If you haven't settled that or secured that or been away from that, I don't know. But I think today's your day. I don't believe it's an accident that you're here. And so right now, I want to give you that chance. And so all I'm going to do is I'm going to ask everybody to have their heads bowed and their eyes closed. Nobody's looking around. But I want to give you an opportunity to respond to the gospel in faith. To just simply say, yes, Lord, I believe. If that's you right now, on the count of three, I just want you to lift up your hand. And so when I count to three, you lift it up. I just want to see your hand. I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to have you come down front. I just just want to see your hand so I can pray for you today. And so be bold today. This is your day. It's Easter. Be bold. And so right right now, one, two, three. Go ahead. Lift up your hand. Do it. Good. Good. Proud of you. Good job. Others. Others. 
Good job. Proud of you. Good, good, good. Yep. Okay. Anybody else? All right. If you lift, if you if you lifted your hand, you can put it down. Church, we're all praying together right now. Everybody's praying together. Nobody's praying alone in here. If you raised your hand, I do want you to pray this prayer and just pray it and just mean it. Lord Jesus, I need you. Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you be my savior? I surrender my life to you. Be my Lord. Change me from the inside out. Transform me into a new person. Guide me the rest of my days. I choose this day to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we celebrate those that are making decisions?